For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Football season has come and gone. The offseason is here. There's still a lot you can bet on in terms of where quarterbacks will play in the 2022 season. A lot of other sports to bet on as well. NBA, college hoops, NHL, UFC, all in full swing. If you want to place a bet on any of the action, betonline.ag is the place to do it. Whatever sport, whatever category, how much money you got, whether it's a lot or a little, make sure you go to BetOnline to see if you can increase your enhancement.ag. Yeah, Ike, I'm trying to line my pockets here. You can do <laughs> just that at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe It Steelers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor. IT, I'm in the new digs. I'm feeling good. I'm at home in North Carolina. Lot to talk about. We're into the offseason. Football season has come and gone. The Rams have had their victory parade. Still a lot to discuss on today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast. How are you this morning, my man? Man, I'm good. I see you uh, fresh in a new apartment, in a new scene in Raleigh, North Carolina. Man, I'm so happy for you, man. Enjoy yourself. But let's get to talking football whenever you want, Mark. Yes. So on today's show of the Believe in Steelers podcast, we'll talk about which is the best NFL team in need of a quarterback this offseason. Quarterback carousel is going to get underway very shortly. Rams had their victory parade just yesterday, Ike, but we start. Steelers have a new offensive line coach, and that is Pat Meyer, Mike Tomlin's fifth different offensive line coach since the 2019 season. So, Ike, I know we both wanted to bring back Mike Munchak to Pittsburgh, but I hope Pat Meyer can bring some stability, some personality, and some attitude to this offensive line that has undergone major changes the last few seasons. I mean, I think you hit it on the head with the adjective you just used, personality. So I hope Coach Pat have a strong and different kind of personality, an old-school personality, because that's exactly what the offensive line need, especially in the AFC North. If you look at Cle the Cleveland Browns and you see what they do in the running game, they got some kind of attitude. Yeah, um, the Cincinnati Bengals, their offensive line gave up a lot of sacks because I think the offensive coordinator wanted to throw the ball because they got a guy named Joe Burrow, and he can pretty much do it. But when it came down to the running game, they had a personality. I mean, if, if the Cincinnati Bengals would have stuck to the run game, Joe Mixon had 15 carries for 75 yards in the Super Bowl. So you can only imagine if he would have got 25 carries. But if you just look at the Baltimore Ravens as well, they got some kind of personality because they're able to run the ball. And that's exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers need when it comes down to the offensive line. They need some kind of personality, a mean personality, 
if you want to compete in the AFC North now. Because I just, I just named three teams who can run the ball whenever they want to. And Pittsburgh is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes down to the running game. Now, don't get me wrong. They had a thousand yard run at Najee Harris. Najee Harris did his thing as a rookie. He performed as a rookie. But the personality part on um, what you say is a perfect adjective, something the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't have. Yeah, and like it took to like week 17 for Harris to rip off a 40 plus yard run. So I hope that that can be a part of the Steelers offense in the 2022 season. Now, Meyer comes over from the Carolina Panthers where he spent the last two seasons also has experience coaching the units of both the Bears and the Chargers. So he brings that experience with him to the table. But Steelers were in need of an offensive line coach because Adrian Clem left the Steelers late in the season to take the University of Oregon job. His assistant, Chris Morgan, coached the line for the final two games of the season. However, uh, and in the postseason, got hired away by the Bears two weeks ago. So that was the reason why the Steelers had an opening there. And again, it goes back since Mike Munchak left in 2018 when Munchak was the offensive line coach, the Steelers didn't have problems running the ball, averaging more than a hundred yards per game throughout Munchak's tenure with the exception of the 2018 season. But remember the 2018 season was the year Le'Veon Bell had his contract dispute with the Steelers. So it's getting back to running the ball. It's getting back to this is why we we drafted Najee Harris in the first round a year ago because you know what your MO needs to be to have success from the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that's running the football and playing stout defense, particularly Ike, when it gets colder and colder in the months you want to be playing your best football, November, December, January, hopefully February when you're competing for Lombardi trophies. Yeah, you said it best, man. That, that's the adjective. I'm just going to stick with the uh, the attitude. So, Coach, bring a little attitude. Coach Pat Meyer, bring a little attitude to the offensive line because usually the offensive line coaches, damn your assistant head coaches every time on every team. And the reason why, man, because they have that kind of attitude. They're alpha. They're alpha males when it comes down to leading the team. They have a no-nonsense kind of approach. So we shall see, Mark. Yes. So the Steelers finished 29th in rushing in each of the past three seasons, including dead last in the league in 2020. That's why they bring in Najee Harris, allowed 38 sacks last season. So, Ike, I know I've been critical about a young Steelers offensive line when you start two rookies in the 2021 season and a second-year player in Kevin Dotson, but you had a lot of turnover, a lot of player turnover, but I also liken it to you now have your fifth different offensive line coach since 2019. So here's what I mean by this, Ike. I go back to when I was learning how to drive a car when I was very, very young, when I was 16 years old, I would get in the car with my mom who would want me to drive five to 10 miles per hour under the speed limit. I would get in the car with my dad who would want me to drive the speed limit, maybe five miles per hour or over the speed limit, no more than that, go with the flow of traffic. And then I would get in the car with my older brother who would say, floor it, man, I got to go 10, 15 miles per hour over. He's got to get to where he needs to go. My point being, if you have different offensive line coaches and you're a young player, you're very impressionable and you're hearing different things constantly from your different head coaches. And so, again, I hope that if Pat Meyer brings anything, not just the personality, but some stability to the Steelers offensive line, that's what I hope to see. And I'll know that this hire is successful if he's around for years to come as the offensive line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we shall see, Mark. I mean, it's it's, it's been a, a a carousel when it comes down to the offensive line for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
I don't know if that's a good thing. I don't know if guys are leaving because they're that good at offensive line. I don't know if guys are leaving because they really don't trust what the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing in their run game. So time will tell. Um, for me, I'm going to go with number two. You know, if everybody leaving, um, something ain't right when it comes down to the offense and what the Pittsburgh Steelers got the offensive line doing. Because <laughs> because if you've been ranked number 29th, 28th, and 27th, and 30th in the league the past five years, that's not a good sign. So Pittsburgh obviously got to fix the offensive line situation. And, yes, the stability part needs to be there as well. Well, I, that's why I want to give the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because you know I've been as critical as anyone about the line play with the Steelers, but it goes back to the draft capital when you haven't drafted a first or second rounder dating back to 2012 when you drafted David DeCastro, an all-pro player at the guard position for your offensive line. And then if you spend $12 million, and that was what the salary cap allocation was for the Steelers for their offensive line in the 2021 season – in life, you get what you pay for in $12 million. Like I, there are tackles in this league, elite level guards in this league who make that amount of money, who make that salary in one season. And so if you get what you pay for $12 million, that ranks near the bottom of the NFL. You know, I've been critical about offensive line play and that you got to open up holes for the running game. You've got to keep your pat, your, your quarterback upright in the passing game. But again, if they haven't had stability from the coaching that they've received too. Ike, you mention this all the time to me when we talk about quarterback play. Whenever we see a quarterback succeed or struggle in this league, first question you always ask is, who are his coaches? I'm wondering the same thing about the Steelers' offensive line, considering that Pat Meyer is now the fifth different offensive line coach that the Steelers have had since 2019. It hasn't been that long of a span. Again, personality and stability are two things that I hope he brings to the table for the Steelers. Yeah, it's about that time. It's about, it's about that time to get back in the hunt. Um, for the offensive line. But then again, man, you just got to see what the OC is thinking. You know, and I, and I think Pittsburgh offensive coordinator was thinking, man, if y'all give me a quarterback who's somewhat mobile, my, my offensive line wouldn't be giving up all these sacks. If y'all give me a quarterback who, who somewhat is not predetermined on where he wants to throw the ball, yeah, then, <laughs> then it's going to help us out major. If y'all give me a quarterback who don't mind getting under center and handing the ball off because – I was at Memphis as offense coordinator in college, and I think I got two or three guys as at running backs to the league, and they and they played very well. That's what I think. So now I think at that position, the quarterback position, they're young, so the quarterback is going to be mobile. So that's going to help the offensive line out a lot. And now as a offensive coordinator, man, we can get under center and get back to these play action passes if we need to. So now we got two options: we can air the ball off, we can air the ball out. If I feel like they're secondary isn't that good, or if I feel like their D-line isn't that good either or their front seven, we can just run the ball the whole game. So that's what I think it was, man. So to me, offensive line and offensive coordinators go hand-to-hand depending on who the quarterback is. And now it's a new, you know, it's a new uh, it's a new day and age, and yet now they're going to have a young quarterback, um, whether it's Mason Rudolph, Haskins, or, or uh, a veteran guy who can move out of the free agency or just draft you know, a quarterback. So that's what I think it pretty much was. But, yeah, some stability to the offensive line is key, but we definitely need to get back to that mean personality from the offensive line. I I totally hear what you're saying about the marriage between offensive line coach and offensive coordinator, Ike. And the Steelers' offense, at least statistically, took a step back from the 2020 season in 2021 
The lone exception was they had about 10 more yards per rushing per game. So that was the one statistical measure where they actually improved upon. But if you look at the total yardage, points scored, what have you, they actually regressed in 2021 compared to the season before in 2020 when Randy Feekner was still the OC. So I'm with you in terms of how Matt Canada succeeds will likely determine the fate of Pat Meyer, the sure. offensive line coach in Pittsburgh. Yeah, we shall see. Okay, Ike, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to tell our listeners and viewers about NordVPN. And so got all of your devices, you got your phones, your laptops, tablets, and you need to have peace of mind when it comes to internet security. And so NordVPN lets people do just that. They've got the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything that you do online stays safe. Yeah, we ain't getting hacked because we got Big Daddy Mac and Big Daddy Mac <laughs> NordVPN.com, baby. <laughs> Ike, you can get your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to NordVPN.com slash believe. Use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Today's episode of the Believe in Steelers podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. And so it's easier than ever to get therapy, Ike. A lot of times, though, it's costly to do that in person. So what BetterHelp does is it connects people to licensed therapists using those same said devices. And so you can do just that with BetterHelp. If you've got dreams, goals, aspirations, worries, what have you, connect with a licensed therapist on BetterHelp and help you to achieve those things. Man, sometimes you just got to go outside the box uh, to talk to somebody, whether it's um, not talking to a family member or a close relative or friend. But if you need some kind of help, man, just make sure y'all can always go, regardless of what your goal is, or just getting something off your mind. Go to BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see one, anyone on camera if you don't want to, Ike, but you can if you do. It's much more affordable than in-person in therapy, and you can start communicating, communicating with the therapist in less than 48 hours. So the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Believe in Steelers listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Steelers. You can see that on your screen right now. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Steelers. Ike, I'm not going to lie to you. Your ad reads are always on point, and I'm trying to match your level, but you're always the absolute best, the GOAT ad reader, Ike Taylor. Uh, that's a freestyle all day. Whatever just comes to my mind, I just try to put it together. So, Ike, the Rams hosted their Super Bowl victory parade on Wednesday. Quite the celebration. Sean McVay saying, run it back, run it back. Aaron Donald saying, we've got a super team. We can bring the super team back. Some challenges with this, though, because the Rams don't have a first-round draft pick until the 2024 season. But with a lot of cap restructuring, they could create more than $70 million in cap space restructures. So what that means, and Ike, the Steelers are notorious for doing this, is they can take a player's current base salary for the 2022 season, convert that to a signing bonus, and then spread that money out over a period of time. So the Rams do have more salary cap space than it appears on paper because if they restructure with a lot of players, you could be talking about re-upping and the Rams 
could go to defend their Super Bowl title, something we haven't seen happen back-to-back Super Bowl champions since the 03-04 New England Patriots. Now, the Rams got some pretty good running backs, but when it comes down to the Super Bowl, they're not running it back. That's that's what they um, I look at a lot of situations and how they got to the playoffs. You know, Ward dropped the pick for San Francisco 49ers. Uh, they they barely snuck in against the 49ers. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals had three different late drives that the defense did stop Joe Burrow. Um, they just needed three first downs to win that game, and they, they couldn't do it. So when I look at the Rams, man, I look at the Rams like, man, y'all had a lot of luck. I know we want to talk football, and I hate talking about luck against teams, but you know, it was a drop interception that could have closed the game out in San Fran. And it was not getting eight or three first downs with the Cincinnati Bengals on their defense. So, man, this this could have went the opposite way. That's how I look at the Rams. Like, I never looked at the Rams as a dominating team. Now I looked at the San Francisco 49ers as a dominating team. The regular season, man, when it comes down to the Green Bay Packers, and I think, you know, since we've been talking about Aaron Rodgers, he will stay in Green Bay, you know. I look at the Green Bay Packers situation. So, man, Tom Mattel, um, Russell Wilson with the Seattle Seahawks, I don't know. Um, I think um, I think Russ really do want to leave because of, because of Pete Carroll. But just looking at the Rams, I never thought the Rams was, you know, a dominating team. Now, getting hot at the right time kind of team, yeah, the Rams did. But I think, I, I think, I think they had a lot of luck, you know, winning that Super Bowl one and getting to the Super Bowl two. So, nah. Don't mean to rain on their parade because they are Super Bowl champions. Shout out to the L.A. Rams. Mm-hmm. But running it back, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to run it back. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to run it back. And, yes, they can create a lot of cap space. But you look at Robert Woods, OBJ, um, Van Jefferson, he's still he, – he's still, uh, he's still um, a young receiver trying to find his way in the league. That's the reason why they went and got OBJ because they didn't mm-hmm. see the they wanted to. Um, if you go on the defensive side, man, the defense for the most part, they did they did ball. You gotta give the Rams their props on defense. They balled out. Um, but they gotta get a safety or two. Um linebackers. Um, Von Miller's a free agent too, Ike. Miller's a free agent, but Von Miller ain't the old Von Miller. Von Miller was the Super Bowl MVP, but that was 2015. That's damn that's seven, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. So 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 I'm not looking at Von Miller like the old Von Miller. Von Miller's really now the robber. And he has to be the Robin mm-hmm. to Batman. That was Aaron Donald, defensive, uh, just a defensive specialist. Like he's the best guy on defense in the whole world. I don't care what team it is. But then you look at, you know, Malcolm Floyd. Malcolm Floyd, he balled out, but they got the young kid, um, other linebacker. They took out Von Miller for like the last two series. Like they, they, they got some nice pieces over there, but actually, like, when did you got Cooper Cup? But people don't understand without the 1900 yards, the triple crown, Cooper Cup did. You know, he only had 1,000-yard season. So this is his second 1,000-yard season in five years. So so I'm, I'm, I'm saying what a hell of a year from Cooper Cup, but running it back, nah, I just can't see them running it back again. It's too hard. Now, creating $70, $70 million in cap space, that means they would have to be all, all in again this year because the next year, that's when the cap space in 2023, that's when the cap space will get hit. If everybody's restructuring deals. Now, who they bring in the offseason, man, Tom Mattel. If I think they got the pieces to the puzzles, if they got all this money and they bring some guys in the offseason, because 
obviously, Coach Les, me, GM, general manager, Les Snead, he know what he's doing and he like himself. I don't know if you watched the parade, but he had that F them draft picks. He had his face on his shirt and it said F them draft picks. So the man felt like he know what he's doing. He finally bought a ring, um, helped them bring a ring to L.A. So, man, that that, that I, I love the parade. I love Aaron Donald. You, see, you saw how chiseled he was. I told you that young oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, at 285, he built like a mutant, only got 6% body fat. That's something special right there. So, but running it back though, Mark, I don't I don't think so, bro. Ike, you forgot replacing Andrew Whitworth, the 40-year-old left tackle, to try to keep Stafford upright. And to piggyback off this too, I move out of the Sunshine State and I move away from Florida and you forgot about the near comeback that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right in our backyard nearly had against the Rams, if not for Cooper Cup's excellence in getting a long downfield completion and Stafford completes it. They kick a field goal at the very end of the game and the rest is history. The Bucs were coming back in that game. They just ran out of time and it took a Cooper Cup miracle play. I don't say a miracle play, but a nice pitch and catch from Stafford to Cup to salvage that game because that game was not going in the right direction. Tom Brady was, he was doing his voodoo again, Ike. But as soon as I leave Florida, you, you forget about that and you forget about the Buccaneers, a team right in our backyard. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks, I mean, Tom was doing that for the most part, but Tom, Tom doing the playoffs, he was starting off slow. So he just, he just, he just, like you said, ran out of time. To get to get to the Super Bowl, but yeah, I, I agree with you 100. percent That's why that's what I'm saying. I don't see the LA Rams running it back, Mark. I, yeah, I really, yeah. I, let me ask you this: you you played in three Super Bowls, right? So you played in Super Bowl 40 in 43, you won both of those. You played and lost in Super Bowl 45 against the Packers, lost in that. In your career, you did not play in back-to-back Super Bowls. You know, had the opportunity to win back-to-back. The Steelers never made it that far. Like. From a team standpoint, you're in the locker room. Why is it so hard for a team to win a Super Bowl and then to repeat as Super Bowl champions? Because it's something we haven't seen now in nearly 20 years. That mindset got to be, you got to have a broke man's mindset. You got to be hung. I'm talking about the whole team and the personality and the coaching staff. Like everybody, everybody has to be on one accord. The coaching staff got to understand that they just came in and they try to prove themselves. After the Super Bowl. Like, that's how the mindset of the coaches need to understand. The front office got to understand, man, I just got this job. I'm trying to prove myself. That's the mindset you got to have after the Super Bowl. Then you just get down to the players. So are you still on this Super Bowl high six months later? Or you're just acting like a rookie. Man, I'm getting into the league. I need to get. I need to prove myself. That's the mindset you got to have. So all three phases – the front office, the coaches, and the players got to have a mindset like they got they, it's, it's something to prove because you can get caught up in being like every time somebody talks smack to you, man, I won a Super Bowl last year. You ain't got a Super Bowl ring. Or, or every time you lose a ball game, man, I ain't worrying about y'all, man. We won a Super Bowl last year. Don't nobody care about last year. You know, 2021 ain't got nothing to do with 2022. 2022, man, people trying to come after you won because you are the reigning Super Bowl champions. Two, man, you got to be on Two, that's the Super Bowl game for everybody. After you win a Super Bowl, everybody feels like that's the Super Bowl game for you. 
So you got the bottom of the barrel teams feeling like they beat y'all, they won a Super Bowl, and they got hope, and they got a chance. That's the mindset you got to have. You know, everybody is gunning for us. If you don't have that mind, that mindset in all three phases, from a front office to a coaching staff to a player's mindset, and you just get complacent, and every time y'all the game, y'all down the game or y'all lose the game, like man, they ain't tripping. Last year we won a Super Bowl. You're not going to run it back. So that just depends on the mindset, not only the front office but the coaching staff. So we shall see. But it's so hard to run it back. Then you got to look. Then you got to look at injuries. So you can't have any keys or may injuries when it comes down to to a full season of football. Like a lot of things got to fall in line to run it back. That's why we couldn't go back to back. But for us, out of five years, it was like every other year. So, mm-hmm. you know, one year we'll win it. Next year something happened. The following year, man, we right back in it. Then one, the next year we out of it. Then the next, the, the following year after that, we right back in it. But when we was right back in it, everything was just falling in line. We really didn't have any, you know, major, no major injuries. So that's that's what it was, man. And bringing key guys back. You know, you got to bring it. You got to bring your stars. You got to bring your stars back. So we was able to keep a Troy. We was able to keep a Casey Hampton. We was able to keep a James Ferry. We was able to keep a Big Ben. We was able to keep a, a Pouncey. We was able to keep a uh, Santonio Holmes. We was able to keep a, a Heath Miller. Like, we we just – we kept, like, some key core people when we was winning, you know. So that's that's what it, what it was. At every position, you got to have a star. You got to have one star to running back. You got to have one star. Your quarterback has to be the star. You got to have a star on the offense or defense line, a star receiver, a star linebacker, a star secondary player. So if every phrase got a star, we you good, you know. So that like 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 the Rams, the Rams got a star in the secondary. They're missing a star at the linebacker position. They got a star on the defensive line. They had a star Whitworth even at forty years old on the offensive line. Now you got a guy who. They say sometimes, man, the change of scenery is everything. They say the grass ain't greener, but down for Matthew Stafford, the guy, the grass was past green. That thing was turf. So that thing gonna forever stay green if you look at Matthew Stafford on where he was at to where he where he is right now. And Cam Akers, he wind up getting hurt. Cam wind up doing this thing. And man, we we can't say enough about Coop and what Coop did this year. You know, he was just setting records, whether it was a postseason or regular season. So they got stars now. They definitely got stars. So, but everything, the stars have to fall in line and being healthy throughout the throughout the season is everything for a team who's trying to make it to the Super Bowl. Ike, this is where I'm going to flex your credentials. 12 seasons, two Super Bowl titles, played in three Super Bowl games, 12 years all with the same franchise and organization, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, which our listeners and viewers know. I've got to ask you this too. After your two Super Bowl titles, Super Bowl 40, Super Bowl 43, did you sleep at all or did you just parlay the celebration then on into the victory parade down in downtown Pittsburgh, down Fifth Avenue? Yeah, after the Super Bowl, man, um, I mean, we was getting keys to we was getting keys to bars. You know, like like we changed, we changed the city. Like, you know, we <laughs> it's some things I can't say. But man, we 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 were just getting ah, keys. It's close. We getting, yeah, we was getting keys to a lot of things, man. Mm-hmm. We, we was buying the same clothes for two or three days because won't nobody going home. <laughs> like that's 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 just that's just that's just what it was, man. We was living. We we you know 
man, we was living. We was living like what I say to this day, Mark. And you got to slide. You got to slide with me to Pittsburgh one time. Um, Coach Tomlin, he said it best, man. When you win Super Bowls in Pittsburgh, you're on the lifetime scholarship. To to this day, that's just that's just how the city embrace you. So guys get out their element, you know. And it's a reason why guys be wearing shades, you know, seven o'clock in the morning because man, the night was rough. I still haven't slept in two or three days. You know, if y'all saw what my body has intake, um, far as like drinks or alcoholic beverages, man, my body telling me. <laughs> <laughs> go deep, go detox somewhere. But that's 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 just what it is, man. You win that one game, you always dreamed and watched. You wind up winning. Now you in the history books forever. They can't take that away from you. So now, not only are you proud of your family, proud and whoever your close relatives or your friends proud of you, but the city is even more proud of you as well. So that parade was a mother. Like Troy was jumping. Troy jumped off the book. Troy jumped off the boat into the crowd, and they caught him like they saw Jesus. They made sure he ain't touched the ground at all, and they wind up throwing him back. They wind up throwing him back on the boat. So that's <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Like we was the wave in the city. Like no, what, ain't nobody have no parade like us. We was doing all pitch man. Ain't nobody jumping off no boat, no float. I mean, we was jumping off the float into the crowd, bro. You know, we, that's what we was doing. Man, they canceled school in Pittsburgh. That's what we was doing. Man, we won a Super Bowl. They canceled. Ain't nobody got to go to school. Ain't nobody got to go to work. Like that's that's what we was doing in Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's that's just what it was. Like man, we we was on a whole different <laughs> mark. When I say we was on a whole different level, we was on a whole different. Thank God, social media wasn't out. Cause Lord. <laughs> Lord have mercy. We was on a different playing field when it came down to Pittsburgh. Then we go on the West Coast, man. We hit the West Coast. Like I, I remember, I remember we went to New York. We used to go to New York all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, P. Diddy had a, a restaurant called Justice, named after one of one of his sons. Right? He was like, man, who the hell know y'all? It was like, man, we the Pittsburgh still. Like every time I see y'all, y'all just take all my girls. <laughs> well, didn't he think that you guys lived in New York? He thought he thought we lived in New York. Like we was in New York, New York, Atlantic City, Toronto. Now Toronto, we ran Toronto, ran Toronto, cause that one nothing but a thirty minute flight from Pittsburgh. Like man, wow. I can't, I can't. And we ain't even talking about Atlanta, Miami, Arizona, and uh, L.A. and Vegas. Like that's that's what we. All my connections are. Every city I go to, all my connections are connections from the times of won Super Bowls in Pittsburgh. All like, of them. Like, this is amazing. We'll get back on track. I've got one more question, and I, I know that you know I'm big on my research. I was reading an interview from Steelers uh-huh. cameraman and producer Peter Gergerly. I'm probably mispronouncing his, his last name. But he was saying that he was at a Super Bowl party. He was standing next to you. Mike Logan holding the crunk chalice of little John, who's friends with Clark Hagen standing next to Kid Rock. What no. do you remember about this? I don't. I had a good time. <laughs> so this well, was after I, the soup. This was after the Super Bowl victory, then. Bro, like us and Snoop, because Snoop is a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So mm-hmm. 
him, him and Joy Porter. They was they were super close. So I wind up being close with Snoop. I call him Uncle Snoop. Like, man, that's the Kid Rock. That's 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 the one in Detroit. So Kid Rock was there, man. The Kid Rock was cool with Larry Foot and Clark Hagen. Like, man, you 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 can't you can't script what we was doing. Like we was like rock star. I understand this saying now. Rock star lifestyle might not make it. Cause when you're living like a rock star, you don't know if you're gonna make it to the next hour, minute, day, or second. <laughs> That's what we was doing. We was living in the moment. I kind of want to get you in trouble for something that happened decades ago. So we will move on. A lot of teams need quarterbacks this offseason, and we've undergone the coaching carousel, which I always love talking about to see where all the dominoes land. But now a lot of teams need quarterbacks. So I'll give you a list. Take this in any direction that you want. And you can even name, name a team that's not on the list. Following teams will need quarterbacks in 2022. Broncos, Steelers, Commanders, Panthers, Lions, maybe the Dolphins. We'll see what happens with Tua, the Buccaneers, and the New Orleans Saints. Of all the teams that need a quarterback, and say you're an elite-level quarterback, and you can decide which team I want to go play for, which of those franchises is most intriguing to you and why? I'm going to Temple. Shit, I'm going straight to Temple. The reason why I'm going to Temple, I like, I like their defense. They they brought a lot of guys back. Coach Ty Bull is still sitting there, a former head coach. So he already certified as one of the top defensive coordinators in the league. And, yeah, they lost Byron Leftwich. But what I, knew, what I do know about Coach Bruce Aarons if he wants to take control of that offense, he can take control. But he's going to wind up bringing somebody else up in the ranks as well. You know, and then when you look at their offensive line, the pieces they got to the puzzle, like, yeah, do they need to bring Godwin back? I think so. But heck, with this but heck, with this, uh, with this draft, they got some receivers coming out this draft, and we'll get into this draft later on in our shows throughout the upcoming weeks and months, getting up, leading up to the draft. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Tampa all day. No state taxes. I, they know how to win. I got a coach who's going to be hard on me. He's going to coach me well. He's going to be a no-nonsense guy. I got a defense sitting on the other side in Ty Bowles, and I understand he knows what to do as a defense coordinator. I got some running backs now. Like, it's a few pieces to the puzzle, and I could be that piece to the puzzle. So if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo, man, if I ain't going to Pittsburgh, I'm damn sure going to Tampa. For sure, I'm going to Tampa. You know, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Pittsburgh sounds good. Me and Coach Tomlin, we've been flirting with each other, probably texting each other in the offseason. But, hell, I can look at Tampa and say the same thing. I can go to Tampa. You know, so if I'm Russell Wilson, I can go to Tampa. So I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at Tampa as the key. Now, a, a team who has young studs on the offensive side and a young team is Denver. Mm-hmm. Denver don't sleep. That's, they all, that's all Denver. Denver is missing, in my mind, a veteran quarterback right now because they got all the young pieces you need. So you give Denver a veteran quarterback, oh, they're going to take off. You give Denver a young quarterback, it's just like, unless he's a Joe Burrow-ish. You, you give Denver a, a young quarterback, he's, his mentality has to be Joe Burrow. He, he can't be a Baker Mayfield. Um, he, he can't be, or oh, it has to be like a Justin Jefferson. He can't be none of these guys that want to be more than what they are, the quarterbacks in the NFL. You know, if, if, if Denver get a guy, the guy mentality, and he's young, either has to be Joe Burrow-ish or Dak. 
Dak just a, a quarterback who understands how, how to be a professional. He's just a natural leader. Hey, you're not going to hear too much about him in the offseason. He's going to go by the book. You ain't got to worry about him, blase, blase. But either it's Denver or it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But if I'm my first, my first goal, if I'm a quarterback, hey, man, let me see what Tampa, let me see what that 813 talking about. That's 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 what I need to see. I need to go down there and see what them boats and see what that Hulk Hogan beach look like down the town. That's exactly what I'm going to do. Oh, I love it. I can have it live there for five years of my life. Uh, we'll meet in Clearwater Beach in Florida and have a day. Uh, one thing you forgot to mention with head coach Bruce Arians, too. You forgot that he is the quarterback whisperer. So he has great track record of success with quarterbacks. Did that, and I know Byron Leftwich worked hand-in-hand with Tom Brady, but that was really a seamless transition going from the 30-for-30 with Jameis Winston to Brady to Super Bowl title, making it back to the playoffs this past season. It's not just Godwin that's a free agent, though. If I'm a quarterback going to Tampa, I, I call up Rob Gronkowski on the phone and say, look, I can't be Tom Brady. I can't morph myself into Tom but what can I do to convince you to stick around right. in Florida to continue your career? So Tampa is intriguing, but can you bring Godwin back? Can you bring Gronk back on that offense? Two huge questions there. I'm Mark, totally with you. With, with the, go ahead, Ike. Go ahead, Ike. Hey, Mark, they already got tight ends. They got they got they got break. They got an OJ Howard. So I mean, they the reason why they brought you. We I mean, we know why they brought Rob Gronk back because of because of uh, Tom Brady, TB12. Like that's mm-hmm. that's that's Tom Boy, but yeah, that, I'm not gonna add like, you know, Bray isn't a good quarter mean uh tight end. I'm not gonna add like OJ Howard isn't the first round draft pick, you know. So them them guys just need the opportunities. Once um Rob came in, you know, everybody kind of had to fall fall in line because that's Tom Brady's man. So whatever Tom wants, that's what Tom gets. But nowadays, man, we we back at. It. I thought they was just as deep at tight end just as well as the Cleveland Browns. Because the Cleveland Browns is deep too at their tight end position, you know. So, um, yeah, man, I think I I think that's a perfect. If I'm a quarterback, that's exactly what I'm looking, man. I'm telling my agent, and I feel like we got a chance to get to the to the next level or get back to the Super Bowl for sure. The playoffs, hey man, get me down to the Temple, please. Yeah, and that's the one thing with Denver too. Like they've got a lot of offensive skill position talent. Then you got to go in the AFC West division. You go up against Mahomes and the Chiefs and then Justin Herbert and the Chargers, and you might have to win some shootouts. And that's the exact argument we've used for why Aaron Rodgers might not wind up with the Denver Broncos because of the stiff competition, particularly at the quarterback position and the talent that you need to bring to the table, given the quarterback talent we see in that division. So I like the Broncos as well. They've loaded that offense up because they wanted to make it work with Drew Locke. It didn't work. They bring in Bridgewater, who won the starting job in 2022. Bridgewater now due to become a free agent, too. It's like Denver is really just a quarterback away from being a formidable team in the AFC. Hey, man, I I, I know the Baltimore Ravens still have his um, restricted rights. But if Huntley slides to Denver – because he know what it is and he got some some games under his belt. If that young man slide the devil, they're gonna slide their ass right into the playoffs. That's exactly what they're gonna do. Because I think the young man understand what it is now to to be 
um, a quarterback in the NFL. He's a better pure passer than Lamar Jackson. He showed that. So all he needs now is a offensive coordinator who's going to groom him as much as he needs to be groomed with a young perimeter talent sitting over there with the Denver Broncos. Mark, I'm telling you, if if Hunley slide his butt over there, it, it, it could be an issue for the AFC. That 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 could be another young team. Because if you look at if you go from six up, you looking at <clears throat> excuse me, you you looking at Derek Carr and company. Then after Derek Carr, you're looking at Justin Herbert and company. Then after Justin Herbert, uh you looking at um Lamar Jackson and company. Then after Lamar Jackson, you looking at Joey Burrow and company. Then you're looking at, after him, you're looking at Josh Allen and company. Then after Josh, you're looking at Patrick Mahomes and company. So you when you want to say deep at that quarterback position in the AFC, <laughs> them boys, six, they six quarterbacks. That's six teams I just named with some good, so with some good quarterbacks. And I'll put Derek Carr at number six. Yeah, Ike, I'm going to go back to a 1920s baseball reference. That's like murderer's row, Ike, of a who's who of elite quarterbacks all stacked in the AFC. Stacked. Stacked. Young. The 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 oldest is Derek Carr. And Derek Carr is considered still young in his prime. Man, Patrick Mahomes, Joey Burrow, uh, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, um, who are Derek Carr? Like man, that's <laughs> Josh Allen. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, come on, man. Sometimes, like I was thinking about this this offseason. I said, man, I wish they trade like three of them quarterbacks out of the NFC so they can go to the NFC so they ain't got to keep fighting. It's like brothers just keep fighting each other. That's all the NFC about to be. Like they gonna love each other. They gonna they gonna rock with each other. But it's like brothers just fighting each other. Like, bro, why y'all gotta keep fighting, bro? Mom and daddy keep giving us whoopings. We gotta keep fighting because that's how deep the NFC is. Like, ain't nobody really fighting in the NFC. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. Well, and Ike, when we talk about this in like ten or fifteen years, and we look back on this, it's gonna be like, well, this quarterback in the AFC wasn't a Pro Bowl or he wasn't an All Pro, and it's like, hmm, let's try to figure out why. Oh, it's because he's going against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's going against Joe Burrow. Oh, he's going against Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr. Not all of them can be all pro and pro bowlers is my point being. So when we look back on this and we look at the talent specifically in the AFC, something that the NFC really doesn't have in terms of young stud quarterbacks. Yeah, they deep over that in the AFC, Mark. Hey, bro, boys, them boys are super deep. In the AFC, in, in ten or fifteen years, me, you, and Miss Courtney, they're gonna be giving us millions. Y'all heard that? Believe it's still a podcast. So, man, we we gonna be eating. We gonna be talking good. Everything. We gonna be all the way good because that's where we headed. Like really quickly, I want to make the case for each of the other teams on the list. The Steelers get the offensive line right. I think the Steelers do have position at the skill position. Players, a stout defense. You've got two. Uh, players in their prime in uh, TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward on the defensive side. So let me go through and make the case, and I'll ask you which stands out at the very end. 
The Commanders, I think you have a stout defense over in Washington, Chase Young and company that you can rely on. Team that made the playoffs two years ago despite very shaky quarterback play, and that led to the emergence of Taylor Heineke. They're in need of a quarterback. Panthers, you've got maybe the best back in the game when healthy in Christian McCaffrey. He struggled with injuries the last few years. The Lions, you're going to be protected for the next decade with Panay Sewell at the left tackle position. He's going to be a stud. The Dolphins, no state income tax, new head coach, fresh start. Jalen Waddle's pretty good at the receiver position. And, oh, for the first time since the 03 season, the Dolphins have had back-to-back winning season. We already went through the Bucks. The Saints are, are really the toughest sell, Ike. And it really depends on if Thomas, the receiver, can come back. But you're in salary cap hell at $73 million over the cap. So that's the one where it's like, it's tough for me to make the case for the New Orleans Saints. But of all of those remaining teams, Ike, do any of them stand out to you? Because we talked at length about the Broncos and we talked about the Bucks. Who stands out from that list? Which team? Miami. Because I'm thinking they, they – they quietly they have probably one of the best secondaries, Miami. You know they got it. They got a good. I'm so mad they let go of their head coach because I thought on this year right here, it's all good. But I'm 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 looking at Miami, and I'm I'm trying to. Tour is a tour is a great guy. Do I think he's the answer for the quarterback for Miami? No. Um, that's another good fit too, Mark. I mean, honestly, if I'm Aaron, if I'm Aaron this Temple, if I'm Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, you 100% right. You know, I'm looking at Tampa and I'm looking at Miami. I need to see yeah. who the OC. I, I got to see who the OC is. I, I need to see. The, I need to see the OC. I need to see the resume of the OC for Miami. But Miami is not. Yeah, and Tua is under contract for the next two seasons, Ike. The Dolphins could decide to pick up the fifth-year option as well on his rookie deal. Really just kind of depends on how he plays. I'm with you. I haven't seen it so far, but he's going to get every opportunity to prove himself as a first-round draft pick of the Dolphins. But Dolphins also have a lot of first-round draft picks, so if they decide Tua is not the guy, they could also go through the draft to get someone as well to replace him as well. Dolphins do have options there. And Ike, we both know this having lived in Florida, no state income tax in the Sunshine State either. None. None. Now, why do you think I'm just sitting here? I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I ain't, I'm going to let you travel. You you use the young stud, so I'm going to let you five and travel, five and travel. Me, I'm sitting my butt in the 407, and that's Orlando, Florida. Ike, save me a margarita, a one-of-a-kind Corona cigar, and some shrimp nachos. I didn't know I was doing it wrong all along, Ike. I posted the picture. It's on Instagram. Met up with you in Orlando on my way to North Carolina. And thank you for the tacos, Ike, and everything. They were delicious. But I didn't know I was doing nachos wrong all along. I thought, you know, beef, you could throw on chicken. No, I'm telling you right now, Put seafood on your nachos, specifically delicious golf-caught shrimp, like the size of your fist, Ike. I've been doing it wrong all along. Thank you for showing me that, and thank you for your hospitality in Orlando. Hey, no problem, Mark. Hey, Mark, but we we say we say shrimp differently around here. We say scrimp. 
Okay. Oh, we, but learning you know, something we, new today. We take the H out and we put the C in there. So, man, make sure you, you put the scrimp on your nachos. Another thing, too, I got one more. This is what I had last night. So I didn't put the scrimp on my nachos. I put the salmon. They shredded up the salmon on my nachos. Ooh. Ooh. Ike, I might have to slide back down to the O to, to try that out. Slide. Come slide through. IT, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much. Again, this is one of my favorite things I get to do each week is talk with you. I want to thank the Believe Podcast Network. Check out the other podcasts. A lot of the other shows, Ike on Radio Row, talked to a lot of great people there, including the Charity Stripe, talked with Pat McAfee. So check out that interview and that conversation there as part of the Believe Podcast Network, the Charity Stripe. And I want to thank our producers at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, and the crew over there. Today's sponsors, Bet Online, NordVPN, and BetterHelp. And I want to thank you, the listeners and the viewers of the Believe in Steelers podcast. Thank you for tuning in to listen and watch our podcast. I want to thank all our sponsors. I want to thank everybody who's behind the scenes. I want to thank you, Mark, as well. But, man, we definitely got to give a huge thanks to the viewers and subscribers. Make sure y'all give us a five-star. Appreciate y'all. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for listening and watching the Believe in Steelers podcast. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.